Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Yes, this is the audio version of Aussie Tech Heads. How are you going? Sometimes video, most of the time, but all the always audio. So how is going? It's uh, I'm Glenn, and welcome to another week of Aussie Tech Heads. We've got a big show for you tonight, and I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. However, uh, because we've all got things to do, so we're going to run through the news and see what's going on and all that sort of stuff. If you've got any web hosting needs, go to athwebhosting.com.au and find uh, some Australian servers and yeah, jump on board there. Some nice little hosting plans, and should see you right. See, you're going good. All right, we've got a full hosting team here tonight. I can't believe it. That's that's just about smashing my computer CPU, all these people turning up. So let's go. Look, I've I've got them all in separate windows tonight. See, things are moving along. But let's try, uh, if I can find the mouse. Why does the mouse keep going over there? Let's try, uh, Jace. How are you doing, Jace? Not too bad, Glenn. How's yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, Enjoying Melbourne, sunny Melbourne. Going good for you? Yeah, I'm enjoying Melbourne now. I'm getting the hang of this place, and I've been doing a bit of electronic shopping, but we can talk about that after the introductions. All right, good stuff. And then over there is William. How are you going, Will? Hey, mate. How you doing? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, how's, the, how's the battery world going? Uh, it's actually... Everybody's decided, oh, it's going to be Christmas in a couple of months. Let's not spend any money at all on anything ever. All right. Okay. <laughs> Except uh, let's, let's, <laughs> get our, let's get our tax done. How are you going, Eric? Hello, gentlemen. I'm Will. That's good. Yeah, not yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Uh, how are you finding? Is it slowing down for Christmas? Yeah, me? Oh God, no. No, just power ahead. Yeah, it'll slow down. I don't know when. When I'm dead. Right. <laughs> good stuff. Well, it's probably a pretty fair call, really. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. I think that'd be right. <laughs> All right, so, uh, okay, so I'm not sure, as I said, I'm not sure, guys, if you're going to watch the video, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, because uh, everything seems to be maxing out, so I'm going to have to re-evaluate what I'm doing there. But anyway, let's let's get cracking with the, the first story this week. We've got another SSL security problem, and it's with the, <laughs> with the Socket 3, SSL 3.0, and yes, and they've affectionately been called the Poodle. What is it? The Poodle security flaw. The vulnerability. I don't know why they call it the Poodle. Yes, I do. Because it is short for padding Oracle on download legacy encryption. So there you go. Oh, I thought that was called Poodle. Because that makes sense. We fully understand what it means now. Yeah. I just, I just thought they called it Poodle because it was a dog of an idea. Well, it could have been, yeah, but it's been around for a while. Uh, so when you use online banking and shopping, the S in the HTTPS is the website address, and that indicates that encryption is being used to protect your data as it passes between you and the website. Depending on your browser and the website you are visiting, the type of encryption used can vary. So when you connect to a website, your browser and the website will work down through a list of encryption options uh, from better and never and from better to and newer to older and weaker until they find one that you know everyone's happy with that the browser's happy with so the ssl3 encryption has been outdated for some years but many websites continue to support it they're going well that's no good is my browser uh padded and patched well maybe if your apple safari an update was released on the 16th of october google chrome well they've never really had a uh uses a different function for compatibility so they've probably nearly really never had a problem since version 33 onwards anyway and microsoft internet explorer an update was released on the 15th of october if you're wanting to know if you are affected by this you can in your browser go to poodle poodletest.com and if you get a picture of a poodle, you're, you're gone. And if you get a picture of a dog, you're okay. <laughs> you can also go on to poodleantics.com and not notice the difference. But isn't a poodle a dog? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't go that far. But in this... So if you get a picture that's of a dog that's other than... If you see a Springfield Terrier, your browser doesn't support it. Yes. So go to the poodletest.com and, uh, yeah, check it out. Make sure you're, you're fixed. But if you got one... I got the Terrier. This yeah. is where you find out the poodletest.com's actually a huge malware site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. There's another uh, key logger. Great. Thank you. Download Go on to the Jack Russell. I'm not vulnerable. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we shouldn't be. I think most... most uh, your, your browser isn't. We don't know about you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly vulnerable. I'm also <laughs> precious occasionally, but that's another story. Oh, only occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> depends if I'm in public or in private, I suppose. <laughs> All right, now, uh, well, let's let's go round up to Will first. Will, you got any stories this week? I see um, what Google's released their little that Google TV thing again. Anything exciting? Yeah, well, I'll let uh, I'll let Wallock cover that sort of thing because he's got a he's got a uh, oh yes, yes. Story on that. But um, just quickly, <laughs> um, I've spent the last week trying to get viruses off my wife's computer. Now, where she works um, is the childcare and. Her computer, the hard drive died, so they were waiting for text to come out and reinstall it. In that period of time, the boss decided to download the tax, ATO, government, hey, we're going to give you money thing. Um, so she infected her computer. She, because she uses Dropbox and um, uh, what's the SkyDrive, um, she actually managed to infect the Dropbox and the SkyDrive account as well. So Yay. when Sonia's computer got fixed and she's going to log on to Dropbox to download all the files she had, she downloaded all the viruses back onto her computer again. So Yay. needless to say, <laughs> I spent the last week on TeamViewer and actually going into the office trying to clean it up. No. So after a week after the text finished installing new hard drive, new Windows, Office, everything like that, I've got to format the whole thing and start again, all because the boss doesn't know Jack. to click on things. Doesn't know Jack. Yeah, well, that's well. no good. So did you get it fixed up, Will? No, no. I've got to go back in there on Friday and go and rip it out and bring it home and do it over the weekend because I'm sick of it. Oh, no. Dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Just um, password it up, secure it up so she can Well, that's what, we're going, that's what we're going to do. Basically, originally it had a password on it, but the boss was the only one who had access to it other than Son um, because... Um, we suspected somebody else was using it who shouldn't have been. Turns out it was the boss who was using it who shouldn't have been. So, yeah, we're going to change the password and not give her access to it anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a Mac. Well, yeah, get a Mac. Well, I've seen there's a few uh, worms coming out for the Mac this week. There's been on a Stay Safe or Stay Smart website. They've, they've been warning there's uh, nasty little things going around with the Mac. But, that'd, be, uh, that'd be silly. But, uh, yeah, well, it's funny you were saying before you couldn't... Uh, Use PowerPoint. You couldn't capture your PowerPoint window, but I've just read there's a zero-day exploit PowerPoint exploit popping out at the moment too. So yeah, maybe right. you don't want to use PowerPoint. Mm, maybe I don't. Isis. All right. Isis is doing it. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, now, okay. Well, Jace, you've got some. You went and bought something through the through the web. I went shopping. Now you know how uh, Apple likes to display their things that are smaller than other things by hiding behind something else. Yeah. Well, here's my <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> Nice. And if you flip it over, there's my Roku box. Oh, nice. What? Nice shiny little Roku 3 there. Right, okay. You can see it's got the Ethernet port. You can expand the memory. It's got uh, USB, and it's got a little tongue that sticks out the side there. <laughs> yeah, right. But it uh, also comes with a funky little remote that works like a Wii remote, so you can play games by waving it around, and that's why it's got a wrist strap, so you don't throw it through your plasma. Oh, so what, um, what can you watch on that? What can you use Roku for? <laughs> Not as much as you I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> 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 I get the History Channel. Yes. Because I've uh, signed up with GetFlix and used their, like our Facebook page, to get 25% off our already cheap prices. So I can watch the Porn Stars, Top Gear, American Pickers, American Restoration, all that kind of stuff. Yep. A&E Channel, so you can get yep. the bad ink and those kind of things. Tune in Radio, Spotify, Pandora, Popcorn, Flicks has got free movies that come with ads. Uh, Crackle is the same sort of thing from Sony. TED Talks, Twit, CNET, Revision 3, Retro Technology, Tech Can Podcast, which I wanted to mention. No. This is a streaming device that I wanted to mention to um, Glenn because they got Tech Podcast, which this show is on, but the Tech Podcast that's on the Roku only has the audio version. 
Right. And Will said there's with the encoding or something might be the reason that it's not there. But um, I can listen to it last week's show, just the audio of it. That worked well. There's uh, kids stuff. There's a Hasbro channel with My Little Pony and Transformers. There's popcorn flicks for kids with kids' movies. There's an autism channel if uh, people got autistic kids or family that they want to get information on. And there's a really cool screensaver called Fisheye, which does the full aquarium in 3D and has fish and things swimming through. And uh, I got a... um, downloaded another screensaver for Halloween because my daughter's going to be right into that and it has like skeletons and zombies and all sorts of cool stuff and weird scary noises. But uh, you can also watch all the YouTubes on there and things like that. And it comes with a free copy of Angry Birds in Space. Oh, excellent. So how much would that cost you a month? Nothing. I bought it for $160 on eBay because it's not available in Australia so you have to get it through somebody who imports it. And uh, the reason mine costs that much is because I got a extra HDMI cable with it. And it comes with this uh, funky uh, L-bend. So if your HDMI is sitting behind the, com- the table or something or the TV and you need mm, to nice. plug it in this way, then you can yep, put that yep. on there. So, yeah, it's really cool. What and, uh, comes with it is How much do you pay for that? Nothing. That's because you're in the you US, know. you get to watch it free. Yeah, right. Yeah, the get the get flex depending on what plan you go is three ninety five a month or up to thirty five bucks a year. But you save you save fifteen uh, percent if you sign up on with their Facebook promo code. So it works out to you know thirty bucks a year effectively for pretty much anything you can watch on Netflix. So you've got to be running yeah, a VPN. So no, the get no, you, you just put their um, DNS into your router so that when it makes a DNS request, it goes through. The Getflix's DNS, so it'll nice. automatically detect is this coming from Netflix or A and E or History Channel or something, and it'll send back an IP that's US one. But if you're going to say YouTube or something, then it sends your Australian IP so that you get the fastest YouTube server, which is right next right in Australia from that content delivery network. So it just chooses where it needs to send a different IP address to. Mm. But um, yeah, I was watching like uh, had a quick look at Porn Stars, American Restoration, all of that. And you just add that channel to your Roku box and away you go. There's thousands and thousands of other channels covering everything. Um, you can watch some Pron on there if you really like to. Some what? But they're called private channels. So um, they're not published on the Roku site, but it, Roku lets you add on extra private channels. So you could create the um, Aussie Tech Heads channel or Australian Tech Radio or Australian Tech TV channel or something and put your own stuff on there and then say to people, here's the channel code, and then they install that on their Roku and suddenly they've got your app or site on their device. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, maybe once we get the videos going, we might have to look into something like that. The yeah. videos well, are can, only um, going for five years. The biggest problem with that was you had to host your own video, so it got quite expensive because um, I remember Twit tried that a couple of years ago and that was their downfall. Like They had like... A million people suddenly install this program and they just didn't have the bandwidth requirements to do it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it'll play a lot of the videos off my NAS. Um, It has particular requirements. It'll do uh, most MOV and MP4s. There are a few that can cause problems if they've got multiple audio streams built into the... But um, if you, if I had a more expensive NAS, I got just got the cheap one, which doesn't do transcoding. But if I got one that w- had an Intel chip in there, it could transcode MKVs, AVIs, XVIG, DivX, and all of that so that the Roku would stream it. But yeah, uh, nice. I didn't realize when I got my Plex that the version that I got has a cheaper CPU in there. It's lower power and therefore can't transcode video and send it through a Plex server right. to your Roku box, which could run a Plex client. You just have the, oh, I've got a little uh, PC with the Plex server on. So you might need to do something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, use, I use the Raspberry Pi for the same sort of thing. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so buy buy them on eBay, 160 bucks or something, and away you go. Mine was because I got the extra cable and stuff. And it come, they uh, throw in a free Australian uh, power supply because the one in the box is US only with the US plug style on it and oh, 110 it's... volts. But they give you an Australian one comes with the package. It's a wonder why, I suppose, that's the next thing everyone's going to get jump up and down about because I heard what this week you got all the Hollywood's at it again trying to you know they're taking IINet to court and about all the, yeah, about the torrenting and all they this they tried stuff. but IINet told them to go jump but yeah, I know they're trying again 
I noticed, though, with uh, interest that uh, they're not targeting Telstra. Maybe because Telstra's no. got too much money and they could probably put That's up a good right. fight. No, they go for the next biggest one. Internet, Internet, Dodo, Amnet and Adam Internet, not Optus, not Telstra, not... Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, Vodafone. Uh, the other cable. Yeah, well, not, yeah, not yeah, Vodafone, but... not TPG. Yeah. The uh, Telstra, they, would, they wouldn't be scared by Telstra. Those studios have got stacks more money worth a lot more than Telstra. No, but the government's not going to let it go through because if the government has an issue with Telstra suddenly having to restrict the internet, they're... Well, that's not, but it's a gov- not a government-owned entity. It's free market. The no, but... I mean, can't, the government cannot say, don't sue them. No, they can't say I it. I think, if, if anything, <laughs> Telstra probably has a probably uh, a more robust um, filtering system than Ionet used to. Yeah, but the whole problem uh, is but people still can download a torrent through Telstra. Yeah. That's right. But what it comes down to is Hollywood needs to get off their ass and get up with the times and stop I think Telstra slows down torrents a lot more than someone like Ironet, for example. Yeah, okay. But like at the at the end of the day, like I can't understand. Like they say, "Oh, yeah, well, we know we got your IP address and, you know, we saw you downloading this, but how do they know that you've actually downloaded the whole complete movie that actually put together makes sense and it will play?" Like they're only getting aren't they just getting like at any given time, like a little snapshot or something, and I suppose they're, it's from it. They're only getting well, pa- they're, the only getting, they're only getting packet transfers. That's all they're getting. They don't know what, it, especially if it's encrypted. They don't know what's it, what's in the packet. They just know there's a packet going mm. to and from. Well, this is why I don't download anything too. I, if I stream things, but how do they know I'm just not on a website looking at something? Yeah, well, we stream yep. most of our stuff, but I mean, it, it's. At the end of the day, it's irrelevant whether you stream it or, or torrent it. The packets are going to look the same where their source and destinations are. Um, but it's just the, the whole thing's just just a crock because um, I'm trying to think what the name of the movie is. It was one of the new movies that's just come out. Oh, is it was it um, Red Three or whatever it is? No, there's um, another one they were going on about. Uh, um, wasn't it about some uh, about some drug dude or some dude that expend, died? The Expendables or something. Nah, it might be the new else. Expendables one. But whatever it was, anyway the Movie studio actively went through, and every time they found a torrent, they had that they they went had hired thousands of people to go through and shut all these torrents down as they were loading up. Mm. Um, and so they got thousands and thousands and thousands of emails saying, "Well, congratulations! We're never going to watch a movie on at the cinema. We're never going to watch the DVD. So you've just lost yourself a heap of money." Yeah, I think that's all. Like, yeah. They're empty threats. I think. Well, I don't know. I've never seen it because I've got. I've, I was one of the people that sent them an email, and I refused to. I'm, ne- I'm never going to pay to see the cinema, and I'm never going to pay to watch it on DVD. Because yeah, so if you don't let me, it's like anything. Like you, you know, but it's not their loss. You're not going to pay for it anyway. Well, so it is if everybody does it. If nobody goes and sees it at the cinema, and nobody goes and watches it because they haven't had a chance to see it on the on you know download it a couple of weeks early and look at it and go, hey, that looks really good. This is a crap copy. Let's go to the cinema and see it where it's going to be fantastic. Which the vast majority of people who download a movie either end up watching the cinema or, or going and buying the DVD or the Blu-ray of it or something like that. That's yeah, I don't know. How, statistically, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You but... know. And suddenly if you get, you know, instead of having 100 million downloads of this product and guaranteed 100 million people going to, you know, have some involvement, whether they watch it or they recommend a friend goes and watches it, mm. they've suddenly got 100 million people who are going to go, don't, don't ever see that film. Yeah. You know. Oh, so, <laughs> Look, it's gonna you know, hurt. Yeah, look, and it did hurt. It did hurt when they came to the cinema. Their revenue was down like forty percent on what they expected it to be, and they couldn't figure out why. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, the, the apparently they they're sending letters to people, you know, just saying, well, we know if you download a movie, pay up, you know, whatever five grand, or otherwise risk a, a bigger fine uh, through the courts. <laughs> up to you if you pay for it. Yeah, that's right. But um, who knows how that. You know, why, why would you pay? Why would you pay it? They've I'll got tell to you what, I'll give you the, I'll give you the three and a half cents, which is what my revenue to you is going to be at the end of the day anyway. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, well, that's... They get a subpoena for you to pay. They can take a court order out on you quite easily, if they find, but they've got to find you guilty of it first. That's right. That's but, right. They, but they've got to prove... And the only way to do that is to actually go to trial. But um, then, even if you do have it on your computer, they've got to prove that, that the copies you. on your computer came from their website. Well, no, they've just got and to prove... They've just got to prove that it was you that did it. Like I was well, watching a yeah, but they've got to prove that it's an illegal copy. Like, what's to say I haven't ripped my DVD of that? What's well, got? Hasn't it got metadata all over it though? No, that's all stripped out. Well, it is on mine. <laughs> but there was a it was on the 
on the TV tonight. I think I was watching the the project before, uh, just before the show. While I was having some tea, and they were talking good about it all. Did what? Sorry, you don't like it? No, it's good left wing show, mate. Oh yeah, and I was watching it, and uh, they were saying that one security guy got on, you know, from Holt, well, wherever in Sydney or something, download dudes, you know, superstar, and uh, he said that yeah, they the, the Hollywood in America, there was a case where they went after this person. And then during the court or the court case or whatever, it was proven that the IP address that, that was used to download was assigned to a printer. So mm. the printer downloaded it. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. The IP they get given from the ISP is the node for this area. So there's only going to be, you know, a few hundred people having this or possibly more using the same IP address. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, let's let's move on from that. And um, Eric, after we last week we left before the Apple announcements. Uh, so yes. this week we're about a week in after the after the the seas have parted once again. And what what, <laughs> what have we got to show for? They, have, they announced everything nothing. I mentioned in the show the night before. The seas <laughs> parted, and there was nothing on the bottom of the, the floor of the lake. But you've made a purchase, and you're eagerly yeah. awaiting arrival. Not based on not. Not based on what was released. Um, I made a purchase because I was waiting for a product to get a, a bump up. And the five K one, and then I would have bought it, MacBook Pro specifically. Ah. And they didn't bump the MacBook Pro, so I just went and bought the existing one. Yes, well. <laughs> I've been waiting. Remember, I told you this six months ago. Yeah, been waiting and waiting and waiting. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. And uh, come out next week then. Yeah, it will. As soon as mine gets delivered, they'll have another announcement. Who's going to get a well, no, that's okay because see, the, Apple have got this policy that if they announce something within 14 days of you getting your product, you can swap it over at no cost. Purchase or delivered. 14 days. Yep. And a lot of the credit cards, like mine have got the deal that if it's dis- discounted within the next month or something, they'll refund you the difference. Yeah, we've got that's that. That's all right. It's really good. That's all right. If it goes on sale within the next thirty, uh, as, as the next ninety days, if anything I purchase on the credit card goes on sale in the next ninety days, I get the difference back. Nice. Now, uh, now, would you trust? Just talking about credit cards and all the the, the goodness that they give us. You know the travel insurance that they've got on credit cards. Would you trust that, mm-hmm. Eric? Just uh, as a side, I have a side note. I have trusted it because, but before you, before the pen, see <clears throat> some not all. Insurance cover is going to be the same, um, depending on what level client you are to them, right? If they think that you're a dog's breakfast, I'll say, yeah, yeah, whatever. And mm. it's not, you get home and, and you're going to give up your firstborn. Um, you know, so it depends. So regardless of what what um, they say they're giving you, always ask them to send you the policy document. Yeah. And yeah. read it through very, very carefully. Well, I think uh, there's a lot, lot of exclusions on there and you think, Oh yeah, I get travel insurance, um, and I'm covered for everything. Not, yeah. So, got to be careful. My the one I I get is uh, very comprehensive, and I've and I have made a claim on it, and it came through within two weeks. Nice and no problem. Mm, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, uh, we uh, ended up we had that we did look into it, and we we ended up buying another one anyway because we just felt a bit. It's a bit unsure about it. A little bit exposed. That's right. But anyway, getting off that, getting back on to something that better. Uh, Google, they back into the email ring. They've launched a new email service or whatever you want to call it, email client. Called Is this in-, in beta as well for the next 10 years? Yes. Yep. Just, yep, it sure will be. It's called Inbox. Now, Inbox is by the same people that brought us Gmail and no doubt brought us the Wave probably. But we all know what happened to the Wave. Yes, oh God, what was the one before? It got integrated into Google Drive. You know what they shouldn't mm. have got rid of? Notes. Remember that? Yeah, I don't know why yes. they... Yeah, I know. Notebook, that was good. Whatever it was. How good was that? Yeah, I used that all the time. But, mm. now, but now I use Docs, Google Docs, so same thing, I suppose. But yeah, the notebook was good. Now, okay, you can go to Inbox. I think well, I did have a link here. Google.com forward slash Inbox and request an invite. So you can go or and... Or you can just send it in. Send an email to uh, inbox at google.com as well. 
Yes, you can. But it's uh, so whichever, whatever you want to do, it's it's, it's pretty easy. So Google said inbox displays real time updates to emails. For example, showing the delivery status of items bought online. It also shows reminders in a more accessible way that allows you to more easily keep track of chores and appointments. So look, they're they're going all out to try and make our lives easier. Uh, in saying that, I've got this uh, thing that I've integrated with my Gmail recently. It's called. Yes, where? I don't know if anyone's heard of that, uh, but yes, where? And it's just sort of like a little banner that sits on top of your little Gmail stuff there, it's G- emails. And what it does is, for me, uh, I'm just in a fr- the free version. You can sign up and get a few extra add-ons and features, but the little free version, it just tells me when people have opened emails, I send them. So that's oh, good yeah. enough for me. That's good. That's the same as clicking the button in the email that says notify me if this has been read. Exactly. And when I get one of those, Microsoft, this this person wants to be notified when you've read it. Do you want to notify them? I say no No. to everything. (laughs) But you know what the thing is? When you click no, it comes back and says this person doesn't want to be notified or doesn't want to tell you if they've read it or not. So it still notifies you that they've seen it. (laughs) But But you can't do that in Gmail. Yeah. How? In the setting. What setting? In the setting that says notify me. In the, in the settings of the <laughs> Gmail client, the one that says notify me when this has been read. Oh, <laughs> yes, we're nowhere. I'll get rid of that now because that's all I'm using it for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, I don't uh, see yours, Glenn. I don't know when you've opened my emails because I know you don't. No. <laughs> it doesn't open anyone. It just deletes them straight away. No, I've, I've got a filter for yours, Eric. <laughs> They're just straight to the regular <laughs> box. <laughs> Straight to the bin. That's right. Straight out of here. All right. Uh, Will, what else has been going on in your world? Speaking of um, Google, I just got my just email while we're talking about it. I emailed them the uh, the info at just a, the sorry the invite. They sent them the email address, and you can tell it's a legit Google email response because it says in no nothing except standard font. Thanks for requesting an invite. Your friends at Gmail. So you know full well it's a legit email from Google because that's yeah. that's as good as it ever gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty light on the, the, the pretty stuff, aesthetic sort of stuff, aren't they? So, um, yeah, I was, I was, there's this thing that's been going around for a while and it started back in the 80s when they had the hoverboards in Back to the Future. And for years, it's always been a thing saying, yes, they're available. No, they're not. Oh, we've had to pull them for the family groups and blah, 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 blah. And anyway. There was an like, April Fool's joke on them where they even had Doc Brown yeah, there going, yes, they finally did it. But he lied. Mattel had the, yeah, the actual launch on it. Yeah. But um, basically, Kickstarter um, had the, the couple of guys set up a Kickstarter campaign. And they're using the same technology that's on Japan, Japan's um, magnetic train. They're basically creating a board that flies about two and a half centimetres above the ground. Um, the prototype's powered by four hover engines, which are effectively a giant magnetic field, which is powerful enough to lift the board and a rider above a non-ferromagnetic, there's a word for today, go and look it up, conductors, basically mm. copper. Um, so what they've done for the demonstration video is they've um, lined the whole st- floor of the stage with copper so that this thing can hover around on the, on the floor. But at the moment, um, it... You know, you can't run it to work or anything like that. No. However, um, for the sake of 20 old best part of 30 grand, um, you can have one. What the would... working prototype, well, the Kickstarter campaign wants 30 grand. That's okay. But if you want to buy one, it's only 10 grand. Sweet. Um, what so, would yeah. happen if, if they sort of made the, you know, increase the power of the magnet or whatever and made, made it so it hovered, say, two meters off the ground? Uh, same technology, magnetic fields or whatever. Is there any harm if if you like walk into into that field? So you've got. Yeah. I don't know. Ask, ask not not harm for you. Be harm for the guy on the hoverboard because you break his field. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. It shouldn't shouldn't affect the field. It might destroy. Hoverboards the... don't work over water, idiot. <laughs> That's right. You go straight into the clock tower. That's it. Promise? No, it's uh, theoretically it won't affect it because magnetic forces go through pretty much most organic objects anyway so it shouldn't shouldn't be too much i wouldn't like to have any coins or pens or anything on me though when i walked up <laughs> that could be a bit of a problem braces <laughs> oh. <laughs> a hip replacement yeah Prince albert rings on different appendages <laughs> yeah you know, that's right it's all pretty bad that- news of a jazzler. <laughs> oh, <right>. Jason, <laughs> can you get us out of here, please? What? What's no, I don't think so. No, no, that's it. We're done. What else has been? Oh, 
Jace, what else? Yeah, have, what we, have you got something else there? Yeah. Um, talk about NBN. Somebody mentioned that before. My dad's just got NBN being hooked up to his house right now, so you can imagine how jealous I am of that. Sent me a text message the other day. Hey, uh, Jace, my uh, uh, gigabit Wi-Fi router has just arrived. And then today a dude turned up, dug up all of his lawn, chucked in some pipes and wires and then took off again. Mm. So um, Left it like that. Yeah, he said the other technician, the electrical, electronical type dude's going to turn up on Tuesday to finish off the rest of it. So you'll have to yeah. wait till then. But at least he didn't do what yeah. the last NBN guy did. Tuesday, 2016. Yeah. The next yeah, little neighbour got the NBN put in and they um, cut a hole through his water mains and flooded the backyard. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, no wonder it takes so long for them to do anything. We've got four, like we're in a shed with four businesses. And so far, they in the first day, they ran the conduit, they ran the cabling, they put the boxes on the walls where they needed to be, they drilled all the holes, they secured everything. Then they go away. And so far, for the last four weeks, they haven't moved past the installation of the box on the box. on the well yeah. whatever's inside the box they're still working on the first unit and that was four yeah. weeks ago they got everything <laughs> yeah. up in a day and they spent four yeah. weeks on one one unit mm. <laughs> crazy hopeless yeah and but- code chief executive bill morrow says the negotiation of telstra's 11.2 billion dollar deal will be finished by christmas in time for approval by the regulators in 2015 Speaking on NBN Co.'s first quarter financial results call, Mr. Morrow said deals with both Telstra and Zingtel Optus were imminent. Mr. Morrow's comments matched those of Telstra Chief Executive David Doty, who told Fairfax Media that while much of the renegotiation would be done by 2014, I think the reality is that something's going to take a little bit longer, maybe beyond Christmas. Malcolm Turnbull had previously forecast the deal would be done by the middle of 2014. There are two parts of bilateral agreement and there is an approval process by the government and the ACCC. The ACCC must consider a whole lot more than we do. I believe we're very close to that bilateral agreement with Telstra and NBN Co and don't think it's an issue that extends into next year. Mr. Morris said the parties were mostly negotiating about differences in language rather than financial disputes. Well, I thought all this was sorted by the previous government, all this Telstra business. Uh, Telstra's been hanging on to their copper network by their claws. I think uh, there was something in there that says if there's a change of government, we have a right to renegotiate. Oh, yeah, because okay. uh, the they were different, different rules and regulations. Different laws, different... Cause, uh, look, all you got to do is change the legislation and it's like, well, back to the drawing board. Mm. Yep. You know, what? what's basically happened is the Labor government, being, because they're so bright economically, that they've negotiated a deal that's more expensive than it should be. Well, it's going to be an expensive little proposition to start with, isn't it? But um, look, Oh, it is, but why pay more than you have to? But it should have yeah. been sorted years ago when that company from France or Italy or somewhere like that come over and said, hey, we've got the easiest solution for you. You've already got water pipes running everywhere. Let's just install it into the water pipes and punch it through. Yeah. Know, yeah, I don't know why that didn't, I don't know why that didn't work. That was... That, that, it that was failed like, in Brisbane too. Cost, to do with the like water, I mean. No, no do, it's just optic fiber. They're going to do it through the, sewer. The total cost was like ten percent of what it ended up. You know, so but how would it actually work? Because how the contractors like, need to get big that? money. How would you install that? You just run it through the water piping, and it runs through there, and then you pop it out of there and put a grommet in it, and it's good. That's the common practice over in many countries for years. They've been doing it for years and years. Yeah, because I, I heard it was all, another alternative was just through the sewer mains. And yeah, well, you run through the sewer mains or through the water mains or yeah. however. What about the gas build up in the sewer mains? That's pretty dangerous. It's not for light. It's optic, optic fibre. It's, it's light. I'm going to hurt it. Mm. No it more. Pretty, no. In, the right, in, the right, in the right conditions, it will you know, we'll have the... Have you seen one of those little optical fibre things you could buy for like $10 and it changes colours? It looks like that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. I don't know. Doesn't matter. A lot of methane in there. I wouldn't uh, be doing it. <laughs> Mr. Methane. Well, Do you remember? Well, you don't want to go and install it through the tunnel. or you... <laughs> No, I wouldn't trust it. wouldn't trust Quite it. Quite light. It's only light. It, it, you'll end up with Aurora Borealis. That's all that'll happen. Well, Eric's just afraid that he'd get some shitty internet. So, what? Boom, fish. That's always part of the course when you're with Optus, so you never know. <laughs> or if you've got kids. Now, yeah. now, um, <laughs> What what can we what what Apple news, Eric? Can you talk about? You've got what's this health Absolutely app? Absolutely none. Is there anything what's this that? this health app? We were talking about this on uh, Aussie Max Zone. Oh like yes, let's see what I did today. Now, Yours is not working. You must no. be just getting off your ass. So <laughs> mine must just be. No, it works. It just doesn't move. 
<laughs> yeah, so... But... All right, today I did 3,000 steps today. I did a total of uh, just under two kilometres and I climbed five flights of stairs. Yeah. So this you only must... Slipped that, you slipped that into a postie's uh, backpack, didn't you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you just give it to the kids to run around with. This Fiona must... said that to me, my daughter. She said, just give me your Fitbit. I'll stick it on my pocket and then go do athletics and then you can tell your friends how well you've been doing. The Fitbit goes, for some reason, this person is doing somersaults, but he did 45 of them today. <laughs> Man, am I bushed. <laughs> well, this must be, that, and I know, look, I'm sorry. Those cartwheels really take it out of me, I can tell you. <laughs> I should, have, show me I should have probably thing. gone into it a bit more, uh, but, uh, but for mine, it doesn't work on my phone. So it must be something that? that doesn't work on the five. It must be a six thing. There, there you go. Look. Can you see that? Yeah. Well, I can, yeah. Because yeah. if, if I show you mine, mine's just... <laughs> Zero. Well, yes. Yes, exactly. I don't know why. You did enable the correct sensors, didn't you? What do you mean? Well, you need like things like pedometer and. Well, this and, might this uh, might not have a pedometer in it. Tilt sensors and G four. Well, that's what that's what he's trying to work out whether iPhone five has the same sensors as yeah, the iPhone six. Mm. I'll have it's to. I'll, the, I'll look that it's up. All the um, it's got the gyroscope and and that sort of stuff in it, so it knows where it's pointing and it knows. Where have you done all the settings? Well, what settings? Have you, do you turned have? it on? Click on one of those oh, orange the, things. Oh, the phone's off. Did Hang you on. actually install the app, or is that just a cover that goes over the screen? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So look. look. Click on click on the click on one of those orange things. Yeah. Right. Click on one, and you should get a page that says "Show all data, add data points, share data, show on dashboard." Yep. It's all, all on, right? Yeah, yes. I found a um, discussion on the Apple.com threads. It says the iPhone 5 does not have the M7 motion sensor coprocessor. It will uh, not record steps. So the iPhone that. 5S has a motion coprocessor, as does the 6 and 6 uh, Plus. Right, well, there you well, go. So then, Glenn, in order for yours to work, you're going to have to hook it in with a, a Fitbit or a Nike thingy, oh, and that will stupid. feed that. Yep. I'm surprised they're relying all on one sensor for that data, though. You think it'd use a combination of GPS and cell tracking, plus you know. Well, well, they probably do. I don't think they're just relying on one. But you think like it'd have all the other information would still be available? You wouldn't think it'd just be that that one sensor would stop them on then again on an iPhone. Of mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> now you're missing one letter in your name. You can't own this phone. Now Steve was that big smarty pants. Steve Wozniak has always, well, not always, but since 2012, said he'd like to become an Australian citizen. Uh, he announced plans in 2012 uh, of what I just said to do that, expressing interest in the NBN. Well, he's going to be dead before the NBN gets going. So uh, so there's no yeah. point in worrying about coming here. Uh, Why doesn't he just fund it and buy it and he can personally own Australia's internet? I mean, I'm sure he's... Oh, look, he could afford to put in a, 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 a direct pipe into wherever he's living. So... I don't think the NBN's a huge deal. He just probably likes Australia. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does, yeah. But anyway, uh, the main crux of this uh, little story is he has accepted an adjunct professorship at the University of Technology in Sydney. Uh, he has previously been in communication with the UTS, providing his insight to students. He's expected to return for his second visit to the UTS City campus in December. There you go. There you go. So how lucky would you My be? Bumpy. I might bump into him again in the in the elevator. Well, that's right. And, yeah, and a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, and you and you went. Oh, I can't talk. I to just you. froze. I didn't want to. I, I, what do I say? What do I say? I was going to ask him for his autograph, and I just looked at him like, like a fucking high school high school girl crush. <laughs> Can you stick? Me It'd be like Sheldon when he saw it. He meant the yep. uh, cheesecake factory. <laughs> Can you ran stick? down the steps with his Apple One and went smash? He'd just been shopping at an Apple Store bag, of course, probably a freebie. <laughs> Yeah. Can, can you, was this a goodie? Like, there's one of those five dollar random goodie bags. <laughs> He's got an iPad and a phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look, he could afford to. You look, look. If I wanted a, a fiber straight into my house here, it'd cost me about thirty grand. Yeah. Right. And that would be nothing to someone like him. No. Nah, that's right. Especially if you're building the house and you're getting it done while you're building the house. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. It's just you know, grand. It's easy. But so, where does that hook up to? Fibre from your home to where? Will that go all the they'd way put, back? They'd, they'd go to the, the exchange and then they'd the exchange to the backbone. 
Yeah, right. Right, okay. An exchange is only uh, 1.8 kilometres up the road. Depends on what the exchange, some of the exchanges have been retrofitted recently, I've heard. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Well, all the Telstra exchanges, most of them would have the a lot of the NBN stuff already in there. Yeah. Mm. Whether or not it goes anywhere, that's another story. Mm. Just a matter of rolling out to the street. Just got to connect Speaking to it. Speaking of Apple stuff. There's a cable sitting there that they just swing around when, they, when they're bored at work. <laughs> <laughs> they're using it as a swing. Yeah, you can see it now. Hey, this guy's got really good internet. Ha ha, sucker. I'm going to plug that into the Vodafone line. There you go. Have that for the day. <laughs> now you got nothing. Yes. Yeah, so, Big uh, Apple stuff, a, a vintage Apple computer, one of only 50 made in Steve Jobs' garage in 1976, sold for US $905,000 at auction on Wednesday. Did you see that? Cupid. Yes. yes Bottoms Auction House said the winning bid, which includes its premium, came from the Henry Ford Museum and overtook a previous high price of more than 671000 paid in Germany in 2013. The computer, which has been estimated to sell for three hundred to 500000 has an intact motherboard and vintage keyboard and monitor. also has a power supply, container, wooden box, and two tape decks. Oh, the original one, the timber one. Yeah. Oh. The confidence of the Apple One is excellent and the condition is outstanding, so it was not surprising that it did so well. We're this is why you the... don't throw stuff away. Mm, yeah. Right. For all, all you hoarders out right there, now. all you hoarders out there, good on you. <laughs> Don't chuck it away. We're thrilled to have broken the world record for its sale and even more thrilled it's going to have a wonderful new home at the Henry Ford Museum. The president said in a statement the Apple One was not only innovative but a key artifact to the foundation of the digital revolution. Yeah, of course, uh, Steve Jobs was selling them for $666.66. And you could get them at the bite shop. Mm, uh, evil. Evil. Now, uh, yeah, so well, who here hoards their old tech? Thing? Well, not... No, I, I don't know why I wish I had. Oh. What have you got, Will? I wish I kept my Commodore 64 and VZ yeah, 200 or whatever it was. One of my, uh, one of my prized possessions of, of collecting is this. One pound. What is that? That's old technology. Australian one pound note. Yeah, right. Nice. 1962. It's not straight in the frame. I know, it keeps falling. <laughs> so, hoarding you, you need to sticky tape it in there, a bit of blue tack on the back of it will fix that up, Eric. <laughs> yeah, but then I might, but I might oh, tarnish the back of it. Mm. Commonwealth of Australia, uh, serial number... Are they rare, are they, those things? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. I have a one of the very first analog... Uh, well, it was the first digital set-top box available in Australia. Oh, um, it was the that? That's not one of the ones the government were giving away free that's really crap, right? Before they started giving them away for free. Why would um, you even keep that? They flooded the market, now that's worthless. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's standard definition. It's not high def, it's standard def. Um, and what? it comes on the back. You can have RF in, RF loop through, and RF out. You don't even get AV, you don't get SPDIF, you don't get nothing. That's it. That's what you Why are you cool. keeping that, Will? Why are you keeping that? Um, the memories. Memories like the cool. It was the bottom. There's, there's a um, for anybody who has old technology. There's a Trident oh, just... two meg upgraded 3D turbo video card. AG. Uh, you don't have a Voodoo, do you? Voodoo I, is a thing. No, you I have, have a, a Voodoo too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Come and see me when you got a Visa card. Not yeah, one of those, one of those. new fang-dangled uh, AGP. Yeah, this is a local bus. <laughs> what I've got here is, uh, how old am I? This is 42 years old, this thing. And it's uh, seven-cent stamps. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, right. I had all stamps at one stage. I don't know what I've done yeah, with that's them. Right. That's Australia. I've got I've got Poland, Romania, France, Germany. Yeah, you must. Did you buy the it's, same uh, packs I got as me? I with Stalin on it. Yeah, right. So you must have bought the same pack. Did you buy those packs where you, I don't know whether they were a dollar or something, and you get like a thousand used stamps? Yeah, yeah. They're all used. Yeah, and they cost you about fifty cents, and you get them every once a month. You get a pack or something. Yeah, something like that. And I kept them. Yeah, all right. My mine are up in the roof. I've I think. Got, I, my, my, I have my mum's stamp book from when she was a kid. Yeah, That's better be worth something. I don't 
I'm assuming it's a better bloody still be at dad's place. But yeah, there was some pretty rare stuff in there, I was told. I haven't never actually seen it myself. I've got <clears> I've <throat> got the collection of Target Doctor Who books. No one cares about that. No. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got the collection of Mr. Men books. <laughs> Mr. Men but, books. Who remembers back in the days of DOS when you had an ISA video card and you had a couple of choices. You had uh, Creative Sound Blaster and yep, the Sound yep. Blaster Pro and AdLib. <laughs> Yeah, yep. this is an What about Gus? Card. What about Gus? Gus Grab was awesome. Yeah. I have a Gravis ultrasound in my two eight six, which is at Dad's place. Why I wanted a Gravis for so much. Well, the only I think someone's going to someone's going to raid your Dad's place for the stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Good, please. <laughs> There's literally a goat track this wide that runs the entire underneath the house. <laughs> now, the only reason I started the conversation was, you know, I got this old Mac, this G five Power PC thing. Yes, so Mac, he plays about still, 10 years old. It still goes. I was going to donate it to the school. Do you reckon I should or should I No, don't, don't donate it to school. Donate it to the Powerhouse Museum, mate. Oh, they've probably got one. They're probably common as anything. It's oh, not that old. That's pretty good. Wow. I just found my collection 28. Harry has gone out of focus. Have I? Have I really? That, that, my friends, is what a 28 yeah. board modem looks like back in the day. <laughs> 28.8 was my first. Uh, my 44 was my first, but 28.8 was... Oh, this is the... Oh, no, I had a 20... This was... This, a 12? Did I have a 12? 14.4 would have been 96. No, I had a 56.6 or 56.2. No, I definitely had a 2400 board. Yeah, 2400. So, yeah, you had the 9600, the 14.4, the 24, then the 36 and the 48 and 56. Or yeah, whatever it was. there was two different types of technology for the 56. We had to install both in our ISP right. that we were working at. That's yep. right. There's That's two right. different handshakes. And the handshake took forever on a 56. Um, that particular yeah. 28 oh, was, but it was much faster. The, very, oh. very, the start of the horrible thing known focus. as a wind modem. For those who don't know, traditionally, we're all hardware. All the processing, all the handshaking, all the communication was done in the device itself. Until Microsoft stepped in. Then they decided, hey, we can make these cheaper. Let's take all the processing performance out of this and hand it off to your 286. And um, you can dial into us. And actually, whilst you're dialing, you won't be able to use your computer because your computer's busy dialing. So that was the joys of wind modems back in the day. Yeah, trumpet windsock, everyone. Trumpet windsock. Oh, oh, that was always dying and getting corrupted, that thing. That was useless. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully... Those might... were the days. What was that program we used to share out the connection to your land at home? I can't remember the name of it. Um, remember oh, uh, not... Uh, oh. Now I've got you. <laughs> Will's got one. That. I've yeah. probably got it on floppy around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've got a copy of uh, Laplink. Oh, uh, Lap oh yeah. I had a cable. I made it myself. <laughs> Laplink cable. I yeah, go a... the ser- I use the serial because it was like 5K yeah. faster than the parallel. i got PC anyway <laughs> over on the shelf. PC anyway. Yeah, yeah actually, PC I've got a box sitting behind me. That became completely useless once um, board stopped having communications ports on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a 1200 my first modem. Yeah, 1200. That's what it was. And it was Didn't slow. Know. I think I could download 80K in about two hours. It was great. Yeah, Excellent. I remember, yeah. I remember when Quake came out and Quake was a thing um, and university free accounts were also a thing. Um, they would boot you off after two hours. So we discovered that if you put broke Quake up into 1.44 meg files and put a flop into the library computer and hit download, you would get the 1.44 meg about five minutes before it disconnected you from the network. Speaking of university accounts, uh, one of my friends used to dial into his girlfriend's one to do IRC from the shell. And as a joke, as a joke, I said to him one time, "Press plus 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 for ops." Now, if you don't know modems, is typing plus 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 is a hang up signal to a modem, and he disconnected from the internet. He came into my room because he was in the spare room next door, and he goes, you bastard, it took me two hours to dial into the uni because all the lines were full, and you just made me hang up the motor. Oh, you know. But he's a lot wiser now, isn't he? He is. Well, yeah, mostly. He's a lot wiser now. All right, uh, any more stories from uh, Jace? Um. I did, but you stole them. I had the Google one and the was one. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what about Will? 
Any more? Any sort uh, of just, just quickly, you know how much I love Telstra, and I'll, I'll back them forever. Um, Telstra's liar. <laughs> Telstra's just been invest- currently under investigation by the Consumer Watchdog, who covered only, so strangely, four hundred instances where customers may have been misled. I'm sorry, they're not digging very deep if they've only come up with four hundred oh, instances. Four hundred, <laughs> not four hundred thousand. No, 400 complaints were made in almost two years from January 2011. Oh, come on. I made 400 complaints in a week just on my own. <laughs> I know, so do I. That's why I'm like, they're not trying very hard. Um, but so there was that quickly. And also, we know Microsoft can't count, so they've discovered Windows 10 is a thing somebody must Yeah, have what's up them. with that? Anyway, they've decided that um, they're going to use two, what, um, what do they call it? Um, two-factor authentication. For every login that you do into Windows from now on. Sweet. So, so they're copying Apple again. It would be either a pin and a biometric or a password and an SMS to your phone. Or So basically, <laughs> um, it's going to be a pain in the rectum no matter what you do. They also have, like banks have, they have one of those random number generator things that you can yeah. use that. So they're going to have all these stupid ways of logging into Windows. Um, which isn't going to well, make it... Well, Windows itself, not to a yeah. Windows account. So no, just to get that's... into your desktop. Yeah. Oh, get... Well, that's it. I'm not... No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you can turn that off. Um, Imagine getting... I have to wait for an SMS message every time I log into my desktop. Well, what if, if it, You know, you've got a screensaver, lock screen after 20 minutes. Yeah. So 10 times a day, I'm getting an SMS. That's stupid. Well, Imagine somewhere like Emmamore where there's no phone signal, but they do have satellite internet. Um, and one of my authentications is send me a text. Yeah. How much <laughs> is that going to cost you? Yeah. yeah. Well, every time. No, you can't get a text message. There's no way to get one. There's no phone signal. At what you know? stage? Yeah. What stage do you like? Do you go from I don't care. You know, I don't really have anything exciting on my computer. If someone hacks into it, good luck to them. So what? What stage do you go from that to? Geez, I'll better secure my computer up. You know, like, what do you what do you need to have on your computer before you start getting At the end of the worried? day, a password basically is going to keep your nosy neighbour out of your Wi-Fi. That's about all the password's going to do. Yeah, if somebody one. wants to get in, they're going to get in. It's, it's, it, a password on a PC is pretty much useless. Mm. Well, there's software. Yeah, one of my friends is just them. like, I'm going to leave my open internet. I don't care if someone connects. It's unlimited stuff. Well, like we... Mm. we we're doing that for ages. It's only once I started getting multiple devices and my network started slowing down to the point where it wasn't usable, I actually locked mine up. But for months, when we moved, we had the open Wi-Fi. I, was like, I had two networks, so they could only access the internet. They couldn't access Yeah, like a guest network, network, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it, was, it didn't worry me. I got unlimited internet. I'm not here during the day. Go for it. You know, and overnight, I'd just turn that one off and use it at home. So, mm. yeah. All right, cool. Well, I don't think we've got anything I, else. I found the software. It's Wingate. I thought you were talking uh, Novell for Novell for networks. Oh, that, that was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. Run off Kovacs cable. Yeah. <laughs> should have been, oh. And you had to have terminators and you had to have 50 ohm resistors. Oh, my God. And if somebody's bumped their oh, computer. Oh, that's come back. Well, that's 19. <laughs> I, stopped, I stopped using that in about 1997 or and 8. The annoying part They're still about making Novell. You can oh, download Wingate really. 8. Remind me never to use that. Um, <laughs> and the, the annoying part about Novell for networks was every disk was had its own serial number, so you could only use one disk per computer on the network. The problem mm-hmm. is the serial numbers weren't written on the disk, so it wasn't until you got three-quarters of the way through the installation that you realised you've already used this disk. Oh, that's <laughs> hopeless. That is hopeless. That is hopeless. Yeah, what was that other thing I tried out? I tried, it was a the IBM OS 2. Red? Yes, I've tried that. I've tried OS2 that as well. OS2 Warp is fantastic for the day. It was brilliant. Oh, it was fun. No. Well, it was good. That's but where Microsoft got a lot of their ideas from. Yeah, and that's where they stole all the ideas. Actually, it's funny. I was working at IBM. Well, I was doing, I shouldn't say I was working. I was doing um, uh, work at IBM in Sydney at the time. And um, that was when OS2 Warp was actually released. And every IBM system they had in everywhere in the IBM facility dual booted. NT4. Or win or uh, OS two warp. Well, I, I got OS two warp because they said on the box it was Windows compatible, but uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I think anyone tried BIOS. Yeah, yeah. Um, my roommate used to use BIOS all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've tried that. 
Yeah, I've tried I never that. really got into it, but he swore by it. Yeah, it's right. pretty hardcore. <laughs> Bios. All right. Uh, the only other story that I've got is uh, Microsoft has confirmed the long-awaited arrival of its Azure cloud service is coming to Australia mm, and great. general availability from Sydney and Melbourne data centres as of next week. So if you're into the cloud and into Azure, mm. go go hard. Did anybody have uh, an Acorn PC? No. Oh, I've heard they of those things. In the UK, absolutely Every system in the UK in the 80s was an Acorn. Yeah, because yeah, it was BBC. Yeah. And um, they were way, way, way ahead of any IBM compatible at the time. They had multiple graphics card, multiple CPUs. They had adapter daughter boards. You could put a daughter board in it for PC, PC compatibility. You could put a daughter board in it for Apple compatibility. This, These systems back in the late 80s, early 90s were absolutely fantastic. And then one day they just went away. Hmm. That's no good. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's... Speaking of them, is going to have a smartwatch soon. People have been talking about. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. clock's going to crash now. <laughs> I, I need don't, that. I don't know. I think this whole smart. Oh, I love Microsoft. They just copy whatever it else does. Look, you know, it's watch, five years. You know what that watch is going to be? A clock with a belt around it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, flavor flav representing the house. It's so pathetic and sad that it's funny. Their next device is a thing called a Ghetto Blaster. They've just developed it. Yeah. Oh, and guess what? Next, this is on the down low. Listen. This is on the down low. Next year. Shh. No, don't tell anyone. Next year, they're coming out with a portable tape deck. Oh, no. Eight track or any seven? It's going to be... I think they're going to, they're going to, to come up with a song... But Cliff Richard's going to sing, and I think it goes starts off called something like Wired for Sound. Oh, and they're going to pre-install it on every device, just like Apple did. Yeah, and I think in the film clip, they're going to be people walking around in roller skates. So, is it going to be? But in order to do that, they need to bring back the leg warmers as well. Yep. They're right up there. They know what's going on. Wouldn't it be good? They don't copy anybody. They're innovative. Wouldn't it be good? Like Apple, really? Wouldn't it be good? God, that's pathetic. Wouldn't it be good with a watch. if they God. bought if they bought out a tape deck and another tape deck in the same oh. box? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Does that mean you could that pull from copy. one tape to another? Yes. That's and, and illegal. That's oh, it has to be at high speed. And what? And also oh, yeah, tapes. What about if you could reverse the tape and you have the double-sided tape? Oh. No, that wouldn't work. Yes. You could cut a notch in the side of it so you could double side it. I used to do that with discs. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, remember, I used to do those. You weren't allowed because I used to use the, uh, those five and a quarters down the library uh, with the old Apple machines. Yeah. And for some yeah. reason, the library had this rule that they didn't like double sided discs, eh? Oh. They, because they said. No. <laughs> Our school was the same. Our they school was up too much. high density double sided Yeah, but why? Because it, was it really that bad, the other side of the disc? No. Might Absolutely. have been a cost issue. What about a cost? But you thing. weren't allowed to. <laughs> what they want? They want you to spend twice as much. Yeah, exactly. I no, remember. If we it. don't use up all our budget this month, we're not going to get the same budget next month. I used to buy the uh, the magazines with the floppy disk on it with all the games, and you'd install them onto your hard drive, and then you just put a bit of tape over the thing, and you got a free floppy disk with it. Oh, we didn't have yeah, hard yeah. drives in those days. Well, we had tape decks. Do you remember <laughs> <laughs> loading up your sabotage in your Apple II? Two plus or whatever it was. And I'm not, not that young. When I started school, we they had two eight sixes that all still booted up off floppy drives. When I started school, so I my VZ two hundred had a floppy drive that could save seventy eight k of data. Take that! Oh, oh wow! Well, what the well the apples that we were using at the library, I think they were sixteen k of memory. That's wild. Out of curiosity. But wild. next week, Microsoft are going to come out with something that's a 32K of memory. Well, they've got to be careful. That should be enough for anybody, right? You don't mean it. Yeah, well, they're going <laughs> to double their 16 that they reckon more than you ever need. And they'll and bring then, out this thing that you can control a pointer on the screen with next. Yeah. And, Bill and then the year, uh, next year, they're going to hire a, a, the bloke from IBM that said everything that's ever been invented has already been invented. Oh. <laughs> what a so legend. they're going to hire him. Yeah, hire him back, eh? Yeah. You see, they were saying that Bill Gates did the ice challenge, but they don't reckon there was any ice in the bucket. I reckon <laughs> most, you look at them, half of them, and they're not. Well, what was he scared of? His nipples were going to go hard. <laughs> no, but I yeah. mean, when you're in that position, why even risk 
you know, anything at all. You don't need to. He, but, even if he didn't do it, he could have donated ten million dollars. It wasn't going to make any difference. But I don't know if you've seen the. You've seen. You've obviously seen all these celebrities and the 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 people in the. Homer US. Simpson did it. Yeah, they're all yeah. doing the ice challenge, and it's a tiny little bucket. You get on the yeah. YouTube and look up like a NRL rugby league yeah. player ice challenge, and then yeah. that is an ice challenge. They, they use the Gatorade. Yeah, because they use the. They jump in those every after after each game. Yeah, the ice so, bar. But they are sitting they the with, their, exactly. with their feet and big, in massive ice big water. Esky. Yeah. And they get them tipped over them slowly. And it's just... Yeah. And you can and see... And they stand there like this. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and can... then all, all, the, all, the, all the pussies in the States go... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Come on! So, I'll tell you what. If just, just go and, bloody... If you want to see a proper ice challenge, do a rugby league one. They well, actually, if you want to see some hilarious ones. ones, do ice challenge fails. Man, yeah, you see the girls trying to tip it, they slip over and spill it on themselves. I know. Ice Challenge wet t-shirt comp. Yeah, that's the way. Um, oh, there yeah, you go. Oh, I haven't looked at that one. Microsoft are going to invent that next week too. <laughs> all right, well. Better be all the geeks from the office taking the uh, the plastic things out of their pockets. The yeah, the, the pocket protector <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Oh, hey, just a question that um, I don't know if any of you guys know, but maybe one of our listeners do. And I've been trying to find this information. I was actually, my nephew asked me the other day, because he dug my old Commodore 64 with a tape drive out of the cupboard. And he goes, out of curiosity, how much data does a tape hold? Ah, interesting. And I went, depends um, on how big it is, doesn't it? Well, it depends on well, how I long think it is. standard but... tape holds three hours of audio. Yeah, right? like a, a standard. 90-minute tape, 60-minute tapes, 120-minute tapes. Yeah. yeah, but then the other thing is, too, you had... Like, um, and a bit rate a, turbo tape, a turbo tape was a compressed version of that as well, so it actually held more data because it wasn't just the files that were compressed, it was the actual the whole information was compressed. Mm. But yeah, yeah I can't that would find, be the bit rate. I can find things like it says it's approximately 50 bytes per second, but I can't find go. a total. I'll tell you in a minute, you keep talking. Well, I remember no, that's the show's finished. Yeah. <laughs> Well, while, you, while, you, while you're finding that out, I remember I was just going with this. I don't know. What, what, we're reminiscing a lot here at the <laughs> tonight. But, you know, um, we do that. Yeah, but I remember going back to the tape days. You know, you go into the shops that were selling software and just how far back piracy went. I remember going into these shops and you would buy a tape, right? Uh, and obviously, so easy to, to pirate a cassette tape. So a pirated tape, but you got the instructions and it was just a. a, a Badly, badly dark photocopy of the instructions. It was like a fifth generation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a, well more than that. It was just it was so <laughs> pixel. It was just the rubbish copy. And it was oh yeah, just up there is new, you know, twenty five bucks or whatever it was. No one batted an eyelid. It was just something. Just, I, I should mention since we're doing reminiscing and people are going to wiki to find out how to what these Commodore sixty four. I got an answer for you. Well, I'm sorry, um, well, go on. You just, give me your I was answer. So just just quickly, um, the. There is a thing on the wiki that says data cassette sound sample. Um, do yourself a favor and take your headphones off before you click the play button. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's worse than listening to a modem handshake. Oh, it's far worse than listening to a modem. <laughs> Looking at it from a theoretical point of view, let's assume the tape's response is 20 kilohertz. The sample rate 20 kilohertz must be twice the highest bit rate, 10 kilohertz per second. So 60-minute tape would store 10,000 times 60 times 60 equals 34 meg. However, it would need to break this up into blocks, each with its own preamble and CRC. You want a decent size CRC so you could recover a number of lost bits. And I'm sure if you look up the unformatted versus formatted disk capacity, you get an idea of how much space goes into this. I'm going to assume a little over 10%, bring down the tape to around 30 megs. Now, remember the tape is assumed to have a response of 20 kilohertz better than most. A more realistic number might bring down our final capacity to closer to 25 meg. 25 meg? Which is not a good If you use stereo, you could double it back up to 50. This guy's comparing what you C64 that he had. Yeah. Um, is that what you had, Will? Your, your nephew was asking Commodore about? 64, yeah. yeah. Okay. He said he's blah, 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 blah. The tape could read about 10 times faster. Blah, blah, blah. 20 minutes equals 64 KB times 10, 64, 640, 60 divided. He's done a calculation. Roughly 2 megs on a... Uh, what size tape was that? Uh, cassette tape. 20-minute uh, tape. 2 meg. 
Okay, well, I've got the figures I've got here are 100 kilobytes per 30 minutes. So apparently nobody actually knows how much data stored on a tape. That's right. No, All they know is that these tapes hold about, the, 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 you know, the, the current data storage tapes hold about 500 gigs. Oh, the, yeah, the, the new modern, data tape, yeah, but that's super. But that doesn't, that doesn't tell me anything about the, the past. No. No. But anyway, we better get out of here. I found me song. You can hear it playing in hey. the background. Oh, we're up to the instrumental. <laughs> it's a good song, this, isn't it? Oh, good little band, little river band. Why they, eh? And I was actually playing their uh, CD the other day. Oh, yeah? Here we go. On the way down to Gosford, uh, down to Geelong, I saw a sign, Little River. I wonder if that's where they got from. I saw a sign that says Cox Bridge. Was it? Is that named after you? No, apparently not. <laughs> Is that where you had all your rendezvous? <laughs> Cleans on fire tonight. <laughs> all right. They saw me coming. They just put it up. All right. Let's get out of here because uh, we're going to go and test Skype. How's that? All right. So, uh, okay. See you, Jace. We'll see you. See you, see you next week. Next see you week. on the flip side. See you, Eric. See you next week. See you, mate. And uh, see you, Will. See you next week. And we'll... Yeah, uh, you coming back after that, I tell you. And we'll... See you all next time. We're going to slide off into the sunset. Listen to some Ramsey. All right. Uh, bye-bye. Tweet. I was actually saying to... Um,